Blake launched Cloudwell back in 2012 to help manage your closet today. Got about 10,000 paying customers, eight bucks a month, about a million bucks in terms of run rate. They're flat though as they pivot to a brand new model, raise some additional funding, three million today. They're now burning 30 grand a month, team of five, spending a lot of that money on algorithms to help understand what closets could look like, many different variations, permutations in the trillions as they look now to partner with big retailers and then sell consumer data around clothing back to the retailers over the long term once they get scaled. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Blake Smith. He's the founder and CEO of Cladwell, a digital closet manager. Cladwell's goal is to manage the world's closets by helping people to do more with less. The company resides at the intersection between math and art, much like Blake, who used his background in computational mathematics as a hedge fund analyst before joining the founding team of an agency that produced movies for Walmart, P&G, and many other Fortune 500 brands. In addition to Cladwell, Blake and his wife Chandler raise and homeschool for kids. Blake, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. So help us understand how Cloudwall works. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, it's based on a really simple thesis, which is that when you look at the retail industry, number two largest industry on earth, um, number two only to the oil industry, one in six human beings works in it. And what we found is that it's pretty much all obsessed about getting, what are you going to buy next? That's the main focus of the retail world, right? What are you going to buy next? Which is interesting when you look at the human experience of clothing, it's not focused on really what you're going to buy next. It's about what are you going to wear next tomorrow morning? What are you going to put on your body? And the thesis of the company is like, if you, we could create a company that was more focused on the human experience of clothing, which is helping people get dressed every day through proprietary algorithms that we've developed and an app called Cladwell, you can download in the app store for free. And from there, if we could actually make getting dressed more pleasant, help you use more of your clothes in more creative ways, that that's a better service that would result in more people coming to us and actually eventually would drive towards a much better um, environment to sell clothing than just trying to push you to buy shit you don't so, need. So, so how does it work, right? Because my, my closet is a mess. I mean, I have one stack of black t-shirts. I wear them every day. And I have about, you know, black pants stacked next to them. I wear those every day. Everything else is a mess. It's stacked in piles. I would never go in and fold it, much less sort it, much less take a picture and upload it to a consumer app. Yep. How do I use you? Yeah. Um, so that was a big deal. It was like being concerned, especially about the idea of uh, taking pictures. So what we did is we curated about 30,000 items um, of just images. So literally we have, based on the data, we've had you know a couple hundred thousand people go through this process. We know what most people have already. So we provide a feed of the most commonly occurring items and you just tap on the stuff you own. So our average customer, this is not a good customer, our average customer adds 60 items from the clothes in their closet in the first month of use. Um, and so that's like, if you think about it, the average person in the U.S. only wears 20% of the clothes in their closet, which is a staggering statistic. Uh, but we only wear one in five of our items. And on average, we have 150 items. So we have literally double what most people wear. And that's in the first month. Yeah. Look, again, I believe that you, you, you want some things you buy for like one night out and then they sit in the closet the whole year and others you wear every day repeatedly over and over and you stretch how long they can go before you have to wash them. Um, so, okay. How do you make money? Yeah. Um, that's been a big process for us because I, I think that's a big deal, by the way, Blake. Yeah, yeah, making money is a big deal, isn't it? Um, we've gone through a couple processes, I'd say, of trying to find our way, and we actually just made a pretty aggressive move this fall. Um, we were a B two C subscription company, just think like Spotify, right? You're paying for a subscription for this service, and um, what we found is that we were able to get to the real core person who really needed what we have, which is really awesome. Um, but what we found is that that kind of um, very linear. And we kind of could see where that was going. And our vision is that we want to manage the world's closets. So just this fall, um, for a limited time, we've actually gone completely and totally free. And we did that because we were funded two ways. One, through venture capital. And two, through some pretty big partnerships with some tier one retailers. How much have you raised? Um, we raised $3 million. Okay. Yeah. And so our 
uh, I'd say everyone kind of said, let's go after that idea of managing the world's closets. And so we actually signed a couple partnerships with some major retailers. Um, right now, we're not announcing who those names are, but everybody knows these folks. And um, the idea is that this is, there's one time a day that you're actually thinking about your clothes and that's when you get dressed every day. And right now, the way most retailers interact with you is they're going to try to interrupt you while you're working by sending you an email, right? And your email inbox is like, hey, you need new shoes. You're like, really? Why, why are you trying to do this? This is not the time to talk about this or on Instagram or somewhere else. Um, we think that we have the best environment on earth, which is the one time every day, averages 15 minutes, people think about their clothes. Mm-hmm. So how many consumers do you have actively using the app? Actively, um, 20,000. Okay. And d- define active. They're and all paying? It. Actively is they're using it. Um, they're using, they are wearing outfits every single month. Um, and our average customer who wears an outfit, they're going to use it five for five days out of the week. They're going to wear what we prescribe. Okay. So, and those 20,000 people pay how much per month for this? Um, it varies, uh, right now, um, if they wish to, they can transfer over for free and they can use the app for free. Um, that being said, there are a lot of people who are like legacy people who we've like emailed them and told them they can switch over that are actually still paying currently because this kind of limited promotion. So Um, what did you grow revenue to before you pivoted? What, uh, we were over a million a year in revenue. Okay. So you're over 83 grand a month. Was it recurring subscriptions? Yes. Okay. And what is it at now? Um, we lost around 15%. Okay. Um, Got it. Yeah. So you're down to maybe 73, 72-ish uh, per month now, but a lot of those people just don't realize they can use it for free. Yeah. And it's going to be, what we're looking to do is we're going to probably in the spring, we've got some huge features that we're pushing right now. In the spring, we're going to split it between like your freemium, like really switch to like a true freemium where you can use part of it for free and part of it pay. Mm. Where were you a year ago? If you're at a million bucks a month, uh, just recently, where were you a year ago? Sorry, a million uh, bucks yeah. a year. Yeah, millions. Wait, honestly, we're about probably the same, which is a big okay, reason flat. why for the aggressive. That was like the reason for the kind of aggressive move is that we could, what we found is we could get essentially three month payback um, on our CAC. So like we could actually grow that million. But we, what we found is that it started to feel like you're on this treadmill where, you know, call it 40 to 50% of your marketing is going to replenishing people who are churning out in month. Yeah, one. you have to, what was your price point again? Uh, it was eight bucks a month. Yeah, you have to sign up so many people to build a meaningful business. Right. And that was a piece where at the same time, though, if you look at like the value of American closets, it's just it's completely unreal. It dwarfs the value of retail and no one's kind of going after it. So I think we truly are maybe finally realizing what we are, which is we're just a true venture capital play, which is if we can grab the market and own it like at scale, this thing is really significant, especially from a data standpoint. I'm pitched almost every day by a new CRM founder that wants to come on the show. And usually I say yes, you guys know on the show, we love covering any B2B SaaS founder, but one story in this space just stands out. And that is a company that was launched in 1996. That means they survived 99, they survived 01, they survived so many different things and they've done it bootstrapped. It's a big CRM. I'm gonna give you some hints here. 50 million users. You guys might know who I'm referencing. It's Zoho. Now, here's where I've seen the CRMs break through. It's the ones that can dedicate the most resources towards putting together a lot of integrations. And Zoho CRM integrates with over 300 of the most popular apps out there on the market. It's extremely lightweight to get started with. And it's something that I encourage you to try if you're not sure which CRM you wanna get started with. Again, the integrations ultimately make 
make it worth it. So as companies come and go and change is inevitable, it can be comfortable with Zoho CRM. Sign up with Zoho CRM in two easy steps. You ready for them? Here they are. First, visit ZohoCRM.com, then hit the sign up button. After that, it's super simple. Start your free trial button by clicking the button on the same page. And you'll also be happy to know that Zoho CRM offers a version that's completely free, totally free. So check it out. Sign up with Zoho, the world's favorite CRM. If you want my special stuff, you go to ZohoCRM.com forward slash top. That's Zoho, Z-O-H-O-C-R-M.com forward slash top. So of the 20,000, how many are paying? Um, half, a little over half. A little over half. Yeah, that yeah, would make sense. 10,000 paying eight bucks a month yeah. is 80 grand a month, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, interesting. And when did you launch the company? What year? Oh, goodness. We, we launched, launched in 2012. Um, and then we pivoted hard uh, from a product standpoint. Uh, we went to we went from focusing on a very different sales experience to actually getting dressed. That was about eighteen months ago, as well as from a target standpoint, we switched from men to women. So eighteen months is this business here. Uh, but we didn't change the name, and actually that piece, um, in some ways, I regret. I think it would have been better to change the name. Yeah, um, because it's clearer to people. Are you burning capital right now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the team size? Uh, there's only five of us. Six of us. Five. Okay, wait. So how are you? I mean. A million bucks a year should more than cover five people plus have cushion on top. Well, where are you burning money? Um, we're spending a lot on the actual technology itself. There's a good amount of technology costs. These algorithms are pretty complex. Um, so like from Amazon Web Services, um, it's pretty legit. If you think about the permutations of outfits that we're creating, it's in the billions, if not trillions. Okay, got um, it. So a lot of your spend expenses are kind of cost of goods sold to like AWSs of the world. Yes. Okay, the rest is five with headcount. So when you say burning per month, are we talking like 20, 30 grand a month? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's not, yeah. it's not a crazy amount. And like we've got, we're backed by science incorporated on Santa Monica. And so we're really kind of in this spot where I think we're, if you think about product market fit, I think there's one final piece right now that we're trying to de-risk in our business before it's truly scalable ready. And that piece is how does this company grow itself naturally at, a, at an aggressive rate? And up until this point, we've grown through paid media. And I, I just don't think that that's a good business to be in. Um, cause just effectively the, the bigger you get, the more expensive it gets. So we're actually trying to make the shift over to growing ourselves through our user base. And so there's a huge feature that we're rolling out next month. Yeah. But like, what do you, let's say you get a million users or 10 million users. How do you start making money? Yeah. It's through these partnerships with retailers. Retailers are so interested in what people are wearing on a so daily you're basis. Selling consumer data basically. Yes. Cause it's actually the lead indicator in what you're going to buy next. Right now, the only data they have is what you bought last, which is actually a horrible indicator of what you're going to buy next. Um, how, okay. You sell my closet to target. What will they start doing with that? Like, how do they know what I'm going to buy next based off me using you and you selling them my data? So when you come every day to Cladwell, which right now we're five and a half outfits a week for most of our customers, every day when you come to Cladwell, when you're getting dressed, it says, Hey, I love this outfit. If you had this one item, you could create a thousand more outfits. And here's why celebrities are wearing that, this item right now. So it's actually, it's selling within the context. I see what you're saying. Do people really need this much help getting dressed? Like, I don't even think about it in the morning. I would never think like, let me open my app and have this app tell me what looks good on me. It's black every day, black on black on black. Like, do people need this much help? We're 90% women. um, And so it is, I'd say the world of fashion is uh, 10 times more complex and filled with pressure for women than it is for men. Yeah, Um, I probably just don't I don't love that fact, but um, it is the case. What does your wife think? Does she use it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Seven days a week? 
Yep. So our target is a millennial working woman with children. And so my wife really fits into that very nicely. Interesting. So are you looking now at like, like churn expansion revenue, the typical SaaS metrics are not really that those stop mattering when you pivoted. Really? We're, we're much more focused on, uh, so we started off jumping right into B2C metrics like DAU, MAU, yeah. WA, right? Um, but then we, we actually shifted it and we started making up our own metrics, which is how many humans do we dress a day? Um, how many closets do we have under management on a monthly basis? And then how many outfits are they actually wearing on a weekly basis? So it's like we're excited to what are the metrics that actually physically matter in the world to us. And then that's what we're using. And it's kind of cool. I feel like it just is clear. And also when you present it to investors, they have to actually take it for a unique business as opposed to just comparing us in the line. I know that Bird did that. Um, if you look at Bird's deck, it's insane. Everything is branded to like flights and nests and all this different stuff. And so it's like you, by having new names for things, it makes it... Um, where, can we look at Bird's, where can we look at Bird's deck? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. How'd Maybe you see it? I found it. Where'd you find it? A friend. Oh, got it. This wasn't like, you didn't stumble across some website. This no. was like an email thread you happen to get lucky and be on. Yes, but if you look at like, even just look at all their terminology, they have named everything uniquely to their unique business. And I think that that's really advantageous because it makes it so you don't have a preformed way of categorizing their business when you come to it. And yeah. that's really sexy. Interesting. All right, uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, my favorite business book, you said? Yep. Oh, man. That's well, a really good question. Uh, well, I'd say one of the, my favorites on st for startups specifically is Hard Thing About Hard Things. I feel like he captures the emotional journey really well of entrepreneurship. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, who's his face from Spotify? I really like the way he talks about product. Um, I feel like he's probably the most that I really like. Good. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? Favorite online tool for building my company? I don't know, Slack, number, Google Docs. <laughs> number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, like, I don't know, eight, eight or nine. And situate, uh, well, we know you're married. Any kiddos? Yeah, I have four children. Oh my gosh. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 33. 33. Last question, Blake. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Oh, man. Uh, I think you don't have to, you don't have to justify everything that you do with reason. It's okay just to do things because you want to do them. Yeah. Guys, you don't have to justify everything with reason. You can just follow your heart sometimes, whatever you're excited or, uh, to, to work on, right? Blake launched Cloudwell back in 2012 to help manage your closet today. Got about 10,000 paying customers, eight bucks a month, about a million bucks in terms of run rate. They're flat though, as they pivot to a brand new model, raise some additional funding, 3 million today. They're now burning 30 grand a month, team of five, spending a lot of that money on algorithms to help understand what closets could look like, many different variations, permutations in the trillions as they look now to partner with big retailers and then sell consumer data around clothing back to the retailers over the long term once they get scale. Blake, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot, man.